Welcome to the Compass Catholic Changemaker podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kano. On this podcast, we talk about how to live with our money as Catholics. Hi, Changemakers. This week's topic is six life insurance questions you're too embarrassed to ask. We often get questions emailed to us at Compass Catholic, and we find that people reach out to us because they say they're often embarrassed to ask someone else. So we've been compiling them because we figure if one person has a question, that probably means that lots of other people want that information as well. To help us with this topic, I'm speaking with Wendy Gregory. Wendy is a Christian financial advisor with Latitude Wealth Advisory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you, Wendy, for helping us with this topic. And as a quick reminder, Compass Catholic Ministries does not recommend any investments or financial professionals. No one's authorized to use their affiliation with Compass Catholic to promote the sale of any investments or financial products. Welcome back, Wendy. I appreciate you coming on the show again. Glad to be here. So last time you were on the show, we spoke about faith-based investing. Um, So many facets to think about when it comes to what our money is doing in this world and how we can use it to grow his kingdom here on earth. And you are so insightful. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back in the podcast archive and go ahead and find that and listen to that one. But today we're going to be talking about insurance. And we've had people reach out with insurance questions that they always preface with, I'm kind of embarrassed that I'm asking this. So is this a thing that you've witnessed? Do people actually say the same thing to you that they're embarrassed to have these these insurance questions? Yes, I think finance is one of those things that people feel like they need to know everything up front, but um, you wouldn't be asking for help from you know that financial professional if you knew everything. Uh, we wouldn't go to the doctor if we knew everything. So uh, we should never be embarrassed to, to uh to ask for something like insurance that's going to help your family. And it's such an important part of any good financial plan is securing it with having insurance. Um, Are you ready to jump in? Absolutely. All right. So this is the first question. And we get this one frequently. And this question is, don't I already have enough coverage through my employer? And how do I know if I have enough? So that's a question uh, I get from clients a lot. Uh, A lot of people have a basic insurance coverage, life insurance coverage through their employer. Um, But what a lot of people uh, don't know is the level of insurance they have. So usually they'll do a multiple of your salary. Um, It's going to include your base salary, but it's not going to include bonuses. It's not going to include the 401k match or commissions or anything else. So it's not, um, it's not usually enough life insurance to cover you. Um, so a lot of times it's eight times your salary. Um, even Dave Ramsey would tell you 10 times your salary. And I would say that probably 15 to 20% of your salary is closer to what you actually need to, to protect your family. And also, you know, I don't think anyone in this day and age uh, expects to work for 30 years and retire like our parents and grandparents did. So if you lose your job, you lose that coverage. And that's not really something that you want to leave to chance. Mm, So what should they do? 
So they need to sit down with a, an advisor or uh, whoever they trust to look at this with them and look at their income and, and don't count the bonuses and the commissions that everyone tends to count as income. Um, and think about what you need to replace if something happened to you. If you passed away tomorrow, you're going to have a mortgage to pay. You're going to have a car payment. Your kids need to go to school. They want to go to college. You need to look at all those expenses that you won't be around to help with, and that's what you need to be covering. Good answer there. That is a fascinating question, and I, I'm surprised people are embarrassed to ask that because the equation that we figure out how much insurance is needed um, it may not be the equation your employer uses may not be one that is in alignment with your life. And that's one to be definitely be looking at. Exactly. Yeah. The, the employer is offering you that as a benefit, but it is, um, going to be something that they can afford and it's probably not going to be something that fully covers you. I mean, they're doing it for their benefit as an employer. All right. So our next question that we're going to talk about is should I drop some weight before applying for life insurance? And I think what they're getting at here is the health assessment that is usually tied to securing life insurance. So should someone be concerned about their weight or their smoking habits or whatever it is before they apply for life insurance? Uh, I would say that's probably the worst decision ever for insurance, honestly. Um, because, you know, somewhere near 75% of the U.S. is always in the process of trying to lose weight. Um, if you wait, waited until you actually drop the weight you think you need to lose, you would probably never get insurance and your family would never be covered. Um, also, a lot of times people go to the doctor and the doctor finds new issues. Um, so going to the doctor after you uh, lose weight is not the best answer. Um, you need to cover what you need to cover now. And, you know, the insurance industry um, and finance in general is focused on helping you in, in the later stages of life, helping you when you've passed away. So not to be morbid, but if you pass away tomorrow, is your family going to be covered? And that's what you need to worry about. Um, also, people don't always uh, remember this, but you can change your coverage um, after you get it. So you can apply for an improved rate on an existing plan. So it would be a lot better for you to go ahead and get the coverage now. And when you do make those health changes, go just go ahead and apply for an improved rate on the plan that you already have. Such good information. Yeah, because if you wait to drop those 10 pounds, there's a reason why they're not dropped yet. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. Take a while. Right. And your, um, your family still needs that coverage. So mm -hmm. do it now. All right. So their next question that we get um, is kind of in regards to terminology. And I know there's a lot of terminology when it comes to insurance and people get a little bit wrapped up in the definition of these terms. But this question is, what are life insurance classifications and why do they matter? So every insurance carrier has a, a different uh, verbiage for this. Um, they're basically, in essence, standard and better or substandard. So they can call those different things. Uh, it has to do with how high or low the premiums are, but from an actuarial perspective, um, it has to do with how soon you're likely to need those funds. 
So the company is looking at uh, how much risk they're going to have to absorb, uh, how much they need to charge you, and all of those kinds of things. So, um, you know, there may be people who are morbidly obese, they have diabetes, they're a cancer survivor. Um, those might be different premiums than someone who does yoga every day and, and eats kale chips as snacks. You know, those are just different things that the insurance company is looking at for their risk on their side. So don't get wrapped up in that terminology. They're going to um, to assess um, everything as they need to. And, and of course, we all want to be as healthy as possible, but don't let that terminology uh, be a block. What this makes me think of here is, I mean, bottom line is the insurance companies run on algorithms, right? Like, I mean, the likelihood of risk in a year for that insurance company. And I think what people don't realize is a lot of these um, requirements are set by state agencies and they are required to follow them. So it kind of seems like it dehumanizes the process, but at some point they have to use math to make business decisions. Am I they right? They do. Now? Yes. Yeah. They have actuaries. They're looking at IRS life mm -hmm. expectancy tables. They're looking at your health rating. They're looking at your age um, and other factors to kind of come up with that math. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're kind of putting all of these qualitative things into a quantitative uh, state so that they can figure out how much they can offer you reasonably and keep that promise to you. All right, next question. And this one we received actually three or four times. The question is, what is an underwriter? What does that term mean? So the simplest way to put that is uh, that's a person who analyzes risk. So they evaluate the risk, they evaluate health. Um, you, you have the paramed exam that you have to go through. Uh, sometimes you'll have um, the weight uh, and blood analysis. Um, so it's basically someone who looks at all of those factors of risk. How much risk are they undertaking in order to give you the promise of the insurance? Okay, so are they usually like a contractor for the insurance company or how, what is that relationship with your insurer? The insurance companies do both. They have in-house underwriters and they may also have contract underwriters, um, but the, their job is to tell the company how much risk they're, they're taking on by insuring you. And that's their job. Um, they're in the risk business and they know what they're doing, but that's basically the person who's making sure that, um, that when they promise you that insurance and give you that policy that they can keep their promise. Mm. All right. Next question. This is a controversial one. We, <laughs> this, I, and we always know compass Catholic does not recommend any financial products or Correct. services, <laughs> but this question is one that you Google it and it is a hot topic. What is better term insurance or permanent insurance also defined as like whole life. Okay. So what's better here? So the answer is both and it depends on the situation. So your number one objective is to get the right amount of insurance, not the right type. So what you're planning for is will your family have enough money after you pass away for life insurance? Then you look at what you can afford and term is always cheaper. Uh, but permanent insurance is a certainty of payout in the future, whereas term, it terms out. It ends at a certain time. You make it a 10-year policy, a 15-year policy, et cetera. Permanent insurance is just that it's permanent. So um, because of that definite payout on the permanent insurance, you're going to have more risk, which means you're going to pay a little bit more. 
but it's it really literally is dependent on what you need and how much you can afford. And any good uh, insurance agent um, or someone who sells your life insurance should be asking you those questions. What is this meant to cover? How long do you need it? What can you afford? Is you know five or ten dollars going to make or break your ability to pay for this? Then let's find something that works for you. Um, so. It, it really does just depend on your individual situation and anyone who tells you otherwise is probably not focused on your issues. They're focused on them. Yeah. And I find that people who have a really strong opinion either way are usually selling something right. <laughs> benefiting from that strong opinion. So um, people don't like the answer. It depends, but it sounds like it depends. That, that's the honest answer. <laughs> that's the truthful answer. And you don't want to extend yourself financially to the point that you can't pay for the policy and end up canceling it. So you want to be really honest with yourself and really honest with that person as to how much you're going to be consistently able to pay. And you know, term is always cheaper if you're young and you're just starting out or you don't have a lot of money to pay for that. Definitely get term. If you can uh, manage to pay for permanent insurance, do that. Um, but it's better to find the right kind than uh, for you than the right kind for an insurance agent or for a talking head on, on, a, on the radio or TV. All right, and we have our final question today, question number six. And this one I found interesting. I've only seen this one come up one time, but I thought it was an interesting question. And this came up when I was talking to a group of veterans about insurance in general and we were having this conversation and the question was how will my insurance company be notified of my death for some people this is a concern um so what is the process when a claim has to be made so the family needs to send the death certificate to the insurance company and this is what they do so it shouldn't take more than a few days uh turnaround time once they're notified but I think this also kind of brings up another point about talking to your loved ones about where your, your insurance policies are, where your will is, where the trust is, where all that legal paperwork is. And even in my family, we are tight-lipped about finances and, um, and all of those kinds of things. But you've got to let people know where that information is because they literally may not find it for weeks or months afterwards if you don't tell them where that's at. So um, it's as simple as sending in the death certificate, but you also need to have those policies where your loved ones can find it after you pass away to, to make uh, claims. Is there a statute of limitation on the claims? I believe it's different by state, so it depends okay. on which state you're in. Um, <clears throat> but you know, once you've paid for that insurance, you're owed that insurance. So, um, you know, usually those are, are things that people will be pretty lenient about as long as you make an honest effort to, to notify the insurance company. So, yeah, I mean, that, that goes to our, um, our, our Bible study, Set Your House in Order, where we encourage you to have your documents organized and have someone who knows what policies you have in place, how to find that information, because the last thing you want your loved ones to have to do when they are mourning is to have to go through your junk and figure out where things are. Exactly right. And I've mm -hmm. seen that happen in families and it's really tragic and, and sad to see the emotional toll that it takes on the family. Well, those were actually interesting answers. And I can see why someone may be confused and I can see why these questions have been sent into us. 
I appreciate you answering them so thoughtfully because there is no bad question. And this is what your insurance agents do. This is what they, you know, they, they meet with you to answer these questions. So ask your questions, write them out, you know, make sure you have a list of them. So you get these things answered. So you're not confused. Um, and, and it's a product you are buying. So you are the consumer and you are the customer. So I, do you have any other information or any insight that, that you've seen that we want to make sure people take away from this episode today? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's a good point that you're the one buying this. It's for your benefit. Uh, you need to tell them all of the things that affect your life and your family specifically so that they can give you the right coverage. Well, thank you, Wendy. And we're going to have you on again soon to have more conversation about faith-based investing. Um, that went over really well. We've had lots of people reach out um, with additional questions. So after we compile some more questions on that, we'll have you on again. But you're so insightful and you're so thoughtful and we appreciate you. I'm happy to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast and a big thank you to Wendy Gregory for joining us. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button or leave a rating or review, or you can recommend this podcast to a friend. I also invite you to go to compasscatholic.org and check out our website and the Bible studies we offer. Also go and check out our updated Meet the Team tab so you can see our talented Compass Catholic crew. Oh, and if you have a money story or a show idea you'd like to share, please email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org. Have a wonderful week and God bless.